Hello and welcome to the Tech Lunch Podcast, where we encourage our listeners to learn something new about tech every week. This can range from learning about new and exciting applications to the advancements in coding and technology. If you are always learning, you will always be a step above the rest. Take the time during lunch or during a break to listen and learn, kind of like a lunch and learn, but for the years. This podcast will open the listeners' ears to new and exciting technologies they may have not been purviewed to in the past. These topics will range from manufacturing technologies to data collection technologies and everything in between. Hello, I'm Nick. Hey, I'm John. And you know, this week you see that we don't have Ed. Um, You know, Ed was kind of, you know, had other things and other commitments to do this week. So it's just going to be me and John this week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you hear a little bit of wine in the background, you know, that's a, a, a wonderful 3D printer, you know, going at it, the Ender 5 Pro. So um, as you see, on heard on our uh, Facebook page and a couple other things, you know, especially with the current, you know, not Facebook page, but um, uh, YouTube channel uh, with the current unboxing that we just did. Um, so, you know, with that, we'll be posting another unboxing on Friday. Um, so, you know, this week we're going to kind of continue down that rabbit hole of, you know, the, the 3D printer bared entry. Um, and one of those things is, um, you know, to what I can tell is, uh, availability because yeah. you can't just go to some normal store and no. go buy filament, which I think is kind of a not at Walmart. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at Walmart. The, the funny part is it used to be, a, a, not Hobby Lobby, but, um, um, what was it Michael's? Uh, no, not Joanne's? Michael's. Joanne Fabrics. Yeah, Joanne's. Um, used to carry filament all the time. Used to carry PLA, and it was actually really good PLA, surprisingly. Yeah, they probably still have resin. I, I wouldn't doubt that, because they've got dyes and, and things of that nature, crafts yeah. like that. Well, so. I was in there the other day, and they don't have, I didn't see, especially the local one to us. Don't have anything. They don't have any PLA uh, left. They sold it all. Right. So you have to rely on Amazon. Yeah. Um, or you have to rely on some other, you know, hobby stores. There is a hobby store in, you know, north of us that does have PLA, that does have right. filament available um, yeah. in the state. Which is kind of ironic. But, like, we're talking, like, widespread, like, I live in the middle of rural Kansas where there's no one within miles of me, but I can order, you know, Amazon filament. So, right. like, that's... Amazon's probably going to be your best bet. But, like, what happens if you don't have access to Amazon? Right, exactly. Right? What, what happens if um, you're that student that's in class, but he wants to test something? You can't just go to the teacher and say, hey, buy extra filament because I want to try something. Maybe you bring your own, right? Yeah. And now, like, that's a little bit, you know, down the line is where... There's not enough 3D printers in classrooms right now, so... Yeah, that's another like, topic that we'll get into eventually. So that also goes into availability. Right. Is that, like, as as a student growing up, I I saw a lot of people kind of, um, kind of staying away from sciences, applied sciences, because it's, like, uh, unknown is hard. Yeah, STEM education. I don't want to because it's difficult or it's going to... That's fine. But if I made it fun with a 3D print... Or some type of modeling, if you don't like, you know, the printing side, you just like the software. Right. Then it would it would be so much more easier as far as availability for the kids, 
Now, I know we were just talking about consumables and stuff, though. Yeah, but, um, you know, still, it's it's like, you know, the, the use of a 3D printer in a classroom and stuff like that, you know, we've touched on that before. And, yeah. Um, you know, in, in, in earlier video, and earlier YouTube, and earlier podcast, sorry. Um, but that's just something that I think needs to be revisited every time you get a chance because, you know, if you're trying to influence STEM education at all levels, yeah. you know, you need to get a 3D printer in the classroom. You know, the other day it took me an hour or two to print a one of the triangle the the triangles that's made up of nothing but triangles. Um, nice little torture test. Right, but it's also a educational tool that you can use. You yeah. print the big ones and you can bring them into a classroom, and they can see how even a triangle with zero percent infill can support multiple triangles above it without collapsing. Yeah, like that's that's a great idea. Like think about we, we, when I was in school. And we're, we're talking about how are bridges, like how do bridges work, right? Like suspension bridges and, and, and you know, how did the aqueducts work and things like that. Yep. It's like, I'm not around, like, we can't just get on the bus and go to San Francisco and look at the, like, one of the largest bridges, suspension bridges. We, we have to look at pictures on the internet. Or if I could just 3D print you a model and showed you and put, like, relative weight. And when I say relative, I mean, like, you're not making a bridge uh, print the size of the actual bridge so you can't right. put a car on it but something a- equivalent to that and tested out the physics of that then you would be able to see and you know w- we say it all the time seeing is believing right like prove it um you know picture it didn't happen like you know stuff like right, that exactly. so and you know with that you can also really honestly if you really thought about it teach chemical sciences oh yeah you know because you have you know pla which is an acid Mm-hmm. You know, and then you have uh, PET G, which is a glycol. Yeah. You know, two completely different substances. You know, one's closer to ABS, and the other one's closer to just being air. You know, and yeah. it melts at lower temp. So you st- and then you have the resin printer. That's what you're getting back. What you're getting into. Yeah. If you think about it, you start getting into chemical sciences at that point. Yeah, it's kind of scary. And, <laughs> you know, and you start getting into chemistry. Yeah. You know, it, and, it's like a resin printer is the utmost way of looking at taking a liquid to a solid. Yeah. And then doing it over and over again to get to a final product. Yeah. And, and it's crazy because the more, I mean, this, what am I, like two weeks in, if, if yeah. that, the more and more I think about and I watch the process and I, I do the post-processing, the more I see that it's not as simple as just, you're using UV to cure a wave or a layer at a time. There's so many more steps that go into it and how that works. Like the the reaction that, you know, isopropyl alcohol has to it when you're washing it after mm-hmm. you print. By the way, you should wash every print after it comes out because that resin is still toxic to the touch. You need to wash it and then cure it immediately. It was a neutralizer yeah. the acid. I, I'm telling you, it, it, see, and that's that's you know chemical sciences. Like right. it's it's where I feel like we we talk about it all the time. Like feeling like a scientist or like you know applied sciences. I've talked about this with my family and friends before. As applied sciences, what what does that mean? And this is that. Right. This is you applying the physics of, you know, for FDM, temperature changes, how things react at certain temperatures, and also it teaches you conservation of, of energy because right. that flows through. Because if you, I tell you what, if you don't have filament in there, where's that heat going to go? And that energy does, the energy is going to the filament to heat it, and that's what melts it. But if you don't have that medium, 
what's going next? It's yeah. probably going to be your nozzle. <laughs> it's going to break something. Yeah, something else. Or it's just going to catch on fire. And please, dear God, like... Yeah, stay yeah. away from that one. Same thing as putting a pot on the stove without anything in it and just letting it sit there. It's right. not a good idea. Anybody who's ever had a, lot of, had a lot of drinks in the middle of the night, you found that problem. <laughs> um, you know, everybody knows the drunken robin. Um, yeah. But, you know, with that, you know, you, you kind of, you know, realize that, you know, getting an FDM printer into a classroom, you know, when you're talking availability-wise, is easier yeah. than getting a wash cure station and a resin printer in the classroom. Yeah. Unless you're at a higher level education. Because um, you don't want to have, yeah. you know, open chemicals near around kids. Yeah, I could it's see it more in a happen. chemistry class than I yeah, could. Yeah, chemistry see, classes, yeah. sure. Because you know better than to go touching a random chemical as reactive. Oh. You know, you'll hopefully. Learn. Yeah, or you'll um, learn really quickly if, don't, right. if not. <laughs> you know, the first time you create chlorine <laughs> gas, you realize, you realize that this ain't a good. Chemical burn. The first chemical burn you experience, you will not want another. <laughs> right, exactly. We've all been there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's like, the thing is, is, but you start getting into the fact of, you know, are they available to to every school district? Probably not. Nope. Um, you know, why? Because they are, they can be a little pricey. You know, yeah, you can get a, you know, a, you know, low-cost Ender right now, the Ender 3, not the V2 or the Pro. So you have a little bit of, you know, extra noise. But for less than two hundred bucks, and if you really look closely, you can find them less than a hundred bucks. I think if you find like the refurbs, if you want to get into it that way for your kids, yeah. you know. But then you're starting getting into the fact that okay, cool, you know, we're having to buy filament for these things. You know, filament's about fifteen dollars a roll, mm -hmm. which it does last you eight a long time depending on what yeah. you're printing. Yeah, I can get a lot of prints out of a, a single roll. Honestly, I've been printing for a year and some change now, almost two years at this point. Think I've tell me when. Yeah, we're good. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh. Um. So thinking about it, uh, how many how many rolls I've used since it's been about two years, a little bit under two years. It's like eight rolls total, like a to completion. Now, that doesn't mean I don't have like just as many rolls that are opened and kind of sitting that I was like, okay, I like this, but I need a different color or a different fill or a different um, um, you know, type like uh. Uh, I've used TPU before, PETG, you know, switch between yeah. those. Now, those are a little bit, you know, harder to print at. Uh, but, like, thinking about those things and this consumables, I also, you also kind of got me thinking about, you know, the availability um, kind of aspect in the classroom as, for not just the students, but for the teacher. Yeah. Like, you think about what is it, what support would, like, if we, let, let's just, let's just kind of go down this rabbit hole. I, I got an Ender 3, mm -hmm. you know. I put it in the classroom, it's the third grade class. Um, they're going through all their, their subjects, whatever. Um, and that teacher is supposed to be the guide for this whole scenario. How, what if they can't get uh, the, print to, the printer to work out the way they want it to? So availability of support right. is, is, is huge to me. Is like we all, We're nothing but our support systems, yeah. right? Phone so, call away support. Yeah, know, that's... Seriously, like a lifeline. Like, right. Call it. Call somebody. If somebody's gonna know, and and honestly, if you're in our line of work as well, it's like, please, I would really hope that you called me and told me that you did not know, then called me later and said I started pressing buttons, yeah. and it it did this. Help. No, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. 
It started doing something funny, and I don't know what that funky smell means. You know, yeah, like you should probably leave. It might, right? Know, it might have a chemical you know, reaction. And the, and the thing is, you're trying to make sure that you know it doesn't give up the um uh you know the blue ghost. Um, yeah. you know, if it gives up the blue ghost, then just tear it off and throw it away. Yeah. Um, or start replacing parts. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, if you don't know so. what the blue ghost is, the blue ghost means you fried something. Yeah. You know, when you, when you, like, when you plug a 120 into a 220, guess what? Yeah, you give up the Blue Ghost. Yeah. Um, instantaneous. It's yeah. going to fry it, and you're going to fizzle. Yeah, you're going to fizzle. Don't be in near, don't be near that. You know, don't, don't do that. That's bad juju. But, you know, I think that, you know, that's something that some people don't think about is support. Wow. You know, it's like, you know, it, it's like, you know, I would say that, you know, your, your, your closest line of support for not for a 3D printer is call your local IT department. Don't do that. <laughs> Um, do not call your local IT department and say, I've got a problem with my 3D printer. They won't know anything about it. Unless no. you got people inside your department that are really good at it. You need someone with someone that knows CAD. Yeah. But like, we, we've talked about it before, 3D printing is the marriage between OT and IT. Right. So like, you call IT department, they can say, huh, I looked at your screen, it's not reading the right version. Uh, we should probably update your configuration file. Right. But what if I've got this thing over here that's Everything is right on the software side, but I'm printing out a spaghetti monster still. That IT guy is not going to be able to support right. like exactly. a, a busted nozzle or like the the extruders like being too tight. They're, they may mm -hmm. be like if someone's intuitive enough and someone's curious enough, they'll find those. Right. They may they may be able to fix them, but you know. I mean, we live in the real world. We've been in a lot of these situations. We find out a lot of the times that if it strays outside of their realm of quote-unquote responsibility or their scope, they then they are not going to do it. And I think that that's like, I understand. Right. I, I get it. We can't stretch ourselves but so thin. But, like, how do we make that? The, the, the question becomes, how do we make that support available uh, availability better? Like, for me... Honestly, if I'm looking for support, right now I'm going to the community. I'm going to Reddit. Yeah. I'm going to maybe the the um, the manufacturer. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, I call, called up Creality and say, hey, I got a problem with this printer. I need you to help me fix it. They're going to say, hey, you should probably just buy a new printer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have a warranty card for that. Yeah, you got a warranty. Um, so, so like that's kind of a not a like a good good direction, and that's why I yeah. say the community. But you know, you reach out to us if you guys are trying that. Yeah. But like, we're and, also just thinking about you know big picture. Right. We you know we can't help outside of our our realm of yeah, we're only, reach. We're only three guys. Like totally right. Like, you know, on. we're three guys for right now. You know, and if it's if it grows right past that, shit. Wow. We're all for it. If not, then hey, guess what? We're having yeah. fun with it. Nobody knows um, what the future holds. So. Right, exactly. And you know, the the big thing is, you know, honestly, when it comes down to support, you know, the availability of support, that's when, you know, being able to reach out, you know, is one of those things that, that helps. You know, is yeah. just you know, send an email, ask for help, whatever. You know, but also what I'd like to see is somebody, you know, inside of if you're inside of a school zone hook up all your printers to OctoPrint, have hard IPs to them, and map them all back to an interface so somebody can log in and see every single, you know, hey, I got a problem in this classroom. Okay, cool. Let me let me log in real quick and t let me take a look. See, that's that's actually a beautiful idea because, like, I did, what was it? It was a couple months ago when we did training for uh, with ProTech, which is, was fantastic, by the way. I had a, co I had a couple 
um, you know, teachers, quite a few teachers in my entire lifetime. But these guys were very interactive and kind of brought me through things and, and made sure I understood the lab, not just went through the motions. And that's the kind of support I'm looking for. But like when we think about that, they offer, they have one, uh, their IT guy was not only supporting that one lesson being taught, but he was supporting all the lessons. Mm-hmm. So your idea as far as one guy with Octoprint with like a Raspberry Pi stack or something like that, or each one has a Raspberry Pi and he has it connected back to a, a central like, uh, yeah, something like that. And you have one guy in the whole district that, so you don't need to hire a guy at every school. You hire a guy for the district. Shit, you hire hire a guy for the county. Does it get get a group of guys for the state? Now, if you're getting into public school, then that would be more government pushes. But right. I think that that right there, you get a group of like five to to ten people to support a state. You'll be good depending on which state, of course. Right, but you know, even having a one person per, even having a, you know a per, one person per school, yeah. you know, and it's it, it's still hey, you got on-site support that if mm-hmm. I open up the Octoprint, I see there's a problem, I can go down, I can put hands on that machine, yeah, and I can walk through and explain how this works. Yeah. And the thing is, is at that same time, I'm just not educating the teacher, but I'm educating the kid, the the the, the students that are with them. Hey, this mm-hmm. is what I'm troubleshooting. You know, bring a little bit more of that STEM education into into the end of the conversation. You know, explain why this thing isn't happening. You're not just the fact that, you know, I have to power cycle the darn thing. Or I have to do a PID auto-tune. <clears throat> Which, if you ever have to do one of those things, you'll realize it's it's interesting. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and, and that, that's the thing. It's like, you know, the availability there is, you know, hit nor miss. Depending on what you're looking at for, you know, support-wise. Because, you know, if you've got access to the internet, you got support. Yeah. Um, However, you have to be able to explain what your issue is. Yeah. So, you know, you got some, you know, some of the teachers out there who are like robotics professors or teachers, you know, in some of the middle schools and stuff like that, teaching STEM education. They're going to understand what to ask for. You know, yeah. uh, some other teachers, eh, they might not, depending on their level of knowledge of computers. Mm-hmm. You know, or if they can, if they have time to read an error message on a screen that tells you what the issue is. You know, that's, you know, in our line of work, we don't, like, it, it broke. You know, that is the number one complaint we get. Mm-hmm. It broke. It's not what What's broke? Don't, don't, don't tell me it broke. Mm-hmm. You know, um, please explain to me what your issue is. Yes. Well, it doesn't do what I want it to do. Okay. You know, that, that really doesn't help me at all. No. You know, um. It's just saying it broke in a different way. Come on. Right. You know, <laughs> it won't charge. Right, okay, well, if you it plug it in, in? Um, yeah. you know, those yeah. are issues that, you know, in the IT community, you'd be surprised. You know, we are a tech company, and you do hear a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the funny part is, is when you hear it from IT guys, um, that yeah. means that they are now going to get dog for the rest of the afternoon, <laughs> and either A, they buy lunch, or B, they buy beer. <laughs> it's how it goes. Wow. Um, or soda, or water, or whatever. Um, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, hazing and, and dogging people is, is, is good, but you know, it, it happens, you know, it's just how it is. And everybody learns, you know, the IT community is, is the community that, that tries to help each other, you know, one step at a time, learn a new trick, a new, 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 new skill. Yeah. And if you can't laugh at yourself, then you're t- kind of right. taking it way too serious. And that's the thing about 3d printing, you know, don't, you know, come out of the box thinking, Oh, I'm going to be able to, you know, print, you know, reverse, you know, squares and all this other stuff. And oh man. Stuff that requires biodegradable freaking um, uh, filament. Yeah, no. 
Um, take time slow. You know, start with your benchies, go to your lizards, and you know, work your way around from there. You really need to. What we all did. Need to take your time. Right. Exactly. You need to. And the thing is, it's like, you know, if you only if you don't have an ender available in your area that you're in, but you have another brand of 3D printer, try it. You know, you might not be able to find a whole lot of support for it, but it's still there. Um, you know, they're all going to do the same thing. Um, you know, the other things that they have the kids with is the 3D printer pins. Oh yeah, the um, where they where it's just. It's just the hot end. You're just holding it, right? And it's got yeah. some protection around it. And you just press the button and it'll shoot out the filament just like your your, your nozzle would. Yep. I, that's actually, that's something that's really cool to me because um, I know we're talking about it for in school and kids are using it. But yeah. that sparks a different thought process for me because we're, we talk, we think about circuit boards and circuitry. Like this can go into schooling as well is there is conductive filament. Yeah. So effectively, I know that people have kind of perfected some of it in, in some type of form, but you could draw out your circuits and le- legitimately draw out your circuits on a piece of paper or with, with some type of yeah, like, melamine, you know, like filament. we got in yeah, the like melamine, and and you know put put power to the side and power a light on the other side, make a circuit or something like make a counter or, or, or a relay or, or anything at all. And, and that to me is that is in any circuitry, mechatronics, any advanced robotics or not even advanced, like basic circuits. That's STEM education right there. That is what you need. That that's, that to me is like, if you don't have that in your curriculum, then what are you really doing? Like you, you have all these situations that are, virtualized well it's like you know the conversation that you know me and ed had with bridget not too long ago mm-hmm. you know our, our our math teacher you know friend that we've got you know she brought up a good point stem education has completely failed you know inside all the school districts and you know this is this goes out to the teachers in every single country who listens to us push for stem education you know push for it you know be the change be the reason why kids are learning something different you know, right there, the, the 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 creating your own circuitry with a three D printing paint pen, um, and and filament and stuff like that, that is a hundred percent STEM, one hundred percent, because you have the science of what it's doing, you have the technology of making the, the things talk to each other through the filament, you know, you have the engineering to be able to draw it out and the math to figure out your current, you know, and then the thing is, is if you can either go to the steam portion. Your A for, for the arts, to be able to draw that out, that's an art form. Mm-hmm. With that one little bit of a test, that ability to demonstrate that to kids, you have or, or, or teenagers yeah. or adults or something like that, you have hit the STEM education point on the nose. Mm-hmm. That is a the, the one way to make sure STEM carries through from generation to generation to generation. You know, not all of this, hey, guess what, I'm going to give everybody a Chromebook. Yeah, that's... And I, I think that's bogus. You know, I want to take the Chromebooks out of the classroom, give you a 3D printer paint pen, or give you a 3D printer, maybe give you your, and have your Chromebook loaded with a, with a, with a slicer on there so you can learn math in a different way. Yeah. So you can learn engineering in a different way. Yeah, I'm not so much against a, a Chromebook um, in, in the senses I've kind of seen so far. Um, now, as your main form, mm, it's a bit tougher. You're teaching that kid to rely on that. Now, granted, we all kind of rely on technology in some form or fashion yeah. but like in the these fix it you won't be on it very much yeah, longer right that doesn't make sense but but <laughs> it's a means to an end right uh, exactly. like 
they they it needs to teach you the process and show you why it is this way. Mm-hmm. We do this like this automation. We do this because my arms and ligaments and tendons cannot outlast this robot. It's just right. simple as that, right? right? Exactly. So it's like this is how this works. You know, it takes a lot of work for you to do it. Watch this robot do it. It's probably going to do it the whole school year without stopping. Yeah. And if you think about it, you know, if, if everybody really wonders, you know, does does 3D printing mean anything you know, as far as availability-wise, you can find it in every, you can, you can find it in all 50 states in the nation. Mm-hmm. You know, everywhere. Every single state. Guess what? We have 3D printing. Almost every country in the world, there's some form of additive manufacturing going on. Yeah. You know, in this state, I mean, not in this state, but in this country, we have... We have companies that are 3D printing rockets to send, or or rocket components, to send individuals into orbit, to send to the International Space Station, to take care of things that we know we don't know about. Um, you know, if you think about it, we're actually 3D printing actually on the International Space Station right now. Mm-hmm. So if you talk about it, it's hard to find stuff here, you know, let alone be 300,000 miles in the sky. You, you might eventually find it. You know, it's not like as easy as getting an Amazon delivery. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a lot tougher on the space station. You know, you ain't getting prime that day. Well, see, <laughs> now that kind of takes tackles the availability um, on a different on a different side for me. So, we, we, yeah, we're talking about not being able to order from Amazon. Or, by the way, I don't think we mentioned Micro Center. If, no, we don't. If you've got a Micro Center nearby, there's not a lot of them. There's a couple dozen in the U.S. If you've got a Micro Center nearby, that's where you should go for this stuff. Yeah, they will be in there. They'll talk to you off about it. Oh yeah, that they they need you to know, and they've got the things. So that that would be a good place to look if if you can find one nearby to you. I think closest one to us is like Fairfax, Virginia. Uh, closest one to us is Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, well that's not there's bad. There's two in Atlanta. So there's two of them. Yeah, that's kind of it's kind of greedy. Um, yeah, yeah you go where the get, people we, go, right? It makes we, sense. we can't get them here. So yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, so like we're we're, we're thinking about those things. Um, like the availability in space, yeah. In, in space is is you're not gonna go to Home Depot and pick up a two by four to make something. You're not gonna go to you can't go to um, Lowe's and get a handle that you just broke. Right. You, you you can't get this valve. You can't get you know all these pieces. So the easiest way is your or i guess the only way at this rate is you need to make it on site you need to make it like you you need to have the materials in some sort sort of fashion now granted they still have to get people to kind of get those materials to them but at this point they don't need uh to specify what those materials are going to be like i just need these resources like i just need this filament or this material and this weight yeah. Right. I don't need you know a pallet of handles. I don't need a pallet of uh, you know knobs. I, I I need that material, and I'll make how many I need. Yeah. Send me some ABS. Some nylon. Probably, let's be honest. They're probably working with some type of like alloys. You know, right? especially if you're doing sintering printing. Yeah. Um. You know, you're probably using laser and using a, a, a dust. Are, yeah. However, the dust I don't think is conclu- conductive to. You know, orbital research. Because oh, you're right. It just float around. The dust can get in the air, and you know, we, we, we start having some uh, gravitational issues. Um, yeah. Here in the U.S. or in the or in the in the world here on the planet, I guess you'd say. You know, centering is easy. You know, yeah. centering is, is the next great thing. I saw something the other day that they're selling kits for centering kits for about five grand now. Oh, you can wow. make your own homemade center. 
you know, um, uh, those things used to be hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, they still are if they're put together. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. You know, now now it comes in a box and with a you know good luck charm test. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you, you might eventually figure this out. Yeah, don't you know, call us. <laughs> right, but that's you know that's that's where we're getting to. Yeah, yeah. you know we're we're ma- the availability to people is actually cheaper. You know, it's yeah. getting that point where it's you know being available. You know, and the thing is, it's like also, you know, you hear us talk about Micro Center and other places. Check out your hobby stores. Your local, like, mom and pop hobby shops. Oh, yeah. Oh, they they definitely get that. They definitely get some of this stuff in. Yeah. Um, like, for example, um, one of the hobby stores I like going to when I visit my family is Colonial Photo and Hobby. It's where I bought my camera from and stuff like that. They actually have, they're getting the 3D business, 3D printing business finally. Uh, but they've also, this company has also been around since my grandfather started going there. You know, back in wow. the, 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 the 50s or so, I think. Um, so they've been around for a long time. Um, you know, those guys are great, you know, about models and stuff like that. However, that, here nor there. <clears throat> um, it's about the fact that they're getting into this type of stuff. You know, we actually have a hobby store north of us up in uh, Columbia that um, they actually have 3D printing material there. Okay. But it's not down here in our local area. Which, you know, is fine. You can still find it if you probably go to Michael's or something like that and take a look. However, like, a lot of times you're trying to say that Staples was going to carry it for a while. If Staples yeah. starts carrying it in Office Max and stuff like that, which you don't really get in Office Depot because they're owned by Office Max, um, then you might get a little bit more availability. Yeah, it raises a good question. You know, and it's also, why doesn't Walmart carry this stuff? Well, they carry true. everything else. That's true. They carry everything else under the sun. Yeah, you just made me think about it. Like, uh... These places that sell like your laser jet printers and your standard printers, like it shouldn't be hard to get to a three D printer. But then, is it an appliance? Should I be selling this at like Home Depot or, or Lowe's like that? Mm. I think that why not both? Right. So like it doesn't. It, you can have one on display up and away from everybody. It doesn't need to be making anything. You know what? Matter of fact, it can make something. Yep. So you the there. I, I so I've worked in retail. I've worked at Best Buy, and there's a lot of clips and things like that go like your your hooks, pegboards, and stuff like that. Like, why why aren't we like why do we need to make those out of like so much aluminum to make those? And they sit in bins in the back room for years unused just because maybe one time you had a release for something that had more more slots for it to hang up and then you don't need those anymore now you've right. got two three bins in the back why don't i have a 3d printer for my business that's making those pins in time right just in for, time, just yeah, sequence. yeah so i don't have extras yeah or and if the, i do it's only a little and the thing is is that's why i've heard i don't know you know we're gonna go a little bit over time this yeah week. <laughs> um because it, it's gonna happen that way a couple malfunctions in the process but um, there's rumors going around that what was it Staples wants to have their creator labs now, yeah, yeah, yeah. where they have the the st- the, the, the sound rooms where you go and record songs and stuff like that, and they're also going to have um, you know 3D printers there so people can learn to create with those. You know that for me is a great introduction into what you're getting into. A fantastic innovation. You can also you can already yeah. go there and you know get everything else printed off. Yeah, they were actually when I was in Boston. Um, the one in Somerville, which was like kind of Boston proper. It's not really Boston proper, but it, they had already done the remodel and put in the, the, like an internet cafe, Mm -hmm. uh, studio booth. Yeah. I, I just, I didn't see any printers though. 
But yeah. this was also before I had jumped into this rabbit hole with everybody else. <laughs> right, but you know, it's like overseas, you have you know 3D printer labs. If you're in the if you're in the United Kingdom, you have them. Yeah, I've not? seen I've seen videos of them. They're there. They're you know in um, London proper. Um, so mm-hmm. you know if they're there, they can be anywhere. Um, you know, it's just it's one of those things. Like we, you know, I watched a video the other day <clears throat> with this guy with this huge lab, you know, full of nothing but 3D printers. Yeah. However. You know, why don't we have a place where you can send a STL to, like an email, say, guess what, print this for me. Yeah. Okay, cool. You know, now your availability Spawn backs and tells you, like, hey, this is what I need. Right. Or this or that, or tell you what would fail, or if it did fail, yeah, yeah stuff like that. But also, you know, nice. a place where you can go rent a 3D printer. I'm going to rent a 3D printer Ooh, by the day. That's a good idea. You know, a day or two days. You know, because if my print's going to take me a day, take me 18 okay. hours... Well, now you're going to rent me for two days. Quote, unquote, makerspace type Right, makerspace, exactly. Because that's cause in, in college, <clears throat> we, we my college didn't have an engineering program. So we had a bunch of mathematicians and a bunch of phys, uh, phys, physics majors. I wouldn't call us physicists yet. <laughs> we had to kind of put our time in. <laughs> but right. we had a whole bunch of those guys that had ideas and needed to actually do capstone projects with with an actual physical project like a product at the end of it too and we were lucky enough that there was a, a quote-unquote makerspace across the street and that if that was not there i don't think that we do the same project that we did yeah. uh, which by the way guys my capstone was a laser engraver with like a thousand watts it was ridiculous not a good idea shouldn't be in the same room as that you will not see the laser but it will cut you in half. <laughs> so, Oops. yeah. Well, we're, we're trying but, to cut out aluminum. But. but the thing is, if you think about it, if somebody wants, like, if you have one of these pop up in multiple different parts of the country. Yeah. If you think about it, cool, I can rent a this 3D printer for two days for 20 bucks. That's a good, It's yeah. cheaper than you paying, you know, but that, that includes your filament for that day. Mm-hmm. You know, for those two days. You get in, you know, cool, I need to rent this printer for two days. I have an 18-hour print. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. You still have eight more hours to go to print something else if you want to. Yeah, or it tells you, like, hey, bring your own filament, and, like, you can make, yeah. But, you know, you pay for the filament for that day and stuff like that based on your original STL designs. Like, if you bring me an STL and you say, cool, this is so much filament I'm using, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. You know, now I can adjust your price. Yeah, and the beautiful thing about it is is also that you could probably just put a support, like, they could use it for that day, hit print, and then if they leave, you have, like, only one person monitoring the farm that's, like, this person failed you have a card call that guy tell him what's up yeah maybe restart it for him yeah yeah and you say know? hey do you want me to restart this or do you want to like remote in maybe and yeah because yeah, they have like a little chromebook next to it yeah. or raspberry pi so you know you know that that to me i think would be you know a, a great option and that answers uh, like available it answers the availability on a much more economical level yep. uh you're not spending three hundred dollars to get a print up and running you're spending twenty to forty dollars right and and if you ask me i think a lot of the problems and a lot of the pushback i get is is what am i gonna what what would i even print or like what could you print or what what like can we do uh, anything man like, i have yeah, exactly i've got like 15 shelves i've got a bookshelf i've got um like all these models from video games movies whatever yeah, hell, right. You know, right now I'm printing something, you know, that hopefully I can use to, you know, help people with their retirement from, you know, the Air Force. Yeah. You know, I came from the Marine Corps side of the house, but you know, still gonna help out the people here locally. Exactly. You know, it's exactly. you know not a bunch of us people running around. Um, yeah. Stick but 
you know, the thing is, is, you know, that makerspace, you know, is an idea for, for down the road and, you know, different ideas once, once that comes about. So who knows, yeah. you may see one of those pop up. Um, yeah. you know, you might see a little bit of a, you know, that the 3d printer support group pop up or a support area, a little bit of education tied to it. Mm-hmm. You never know, you know, what we're going to come up with and stuff like that. And, you know, that's something that, you know, we're, we're trying to push the envelope for. And if it helps. And if it helps somebody, you know, hopefully it does, you know. And so, you know, let us know if you need help finding, you know, parts, pieces, you know, equipment. Because um, mm-hmm. we can find things. We can, you know, we'd be more than happy to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, shoot us a message, leave us a comment, something, you know, let us know if you need help. You know, don't be doing this alone. Yeah. You know, somebody's bound to determine to help you. Yeah. So, you know, with that, you know, I'm going to go ahead and we can, um, you know, end it now. Um, you know, I want to say thank you to everybody. You know, I've kind of looked at the stats lately, and we're getting a lot of people from other countries. You know, yeah. we love it. Um, you know, I, I saw we got a lot of people from Singapore. You know, um, you know, welcome. Um, you know, glad to have you. Um, never been to Singapore, but hopefully I get to soon. Eventually, maybe we can go out there and talk to some of y'all about 3D printing or tech of some oh, that'd sort. Be a fun trip. You know, I think that'd be awesome. Go out there and make some, meet some makers in those areas. That could be something that comes up at a different date, too. Who knows? Mm-hmm. May go, you know, do a, a round table at different places. Um, yeah. So, depending on, you know, what type of, you know, what ideas we get, you know, if that's something that everybody wants, then, you know, we definitely have to think about it. Yeah, if the support's there, then it just makes sense. Right, exactly. It just makes sense. Why would we leave anybody out in the rain? Right. Right? You know, we could 3D print you a house. Well, first off, we'd have to get the stuff. Yeah, we'd have to get the, we'd have to get the concrete. <laughs> the the giant printer, the Delta-style printer. But, like, it, it's doable, and it's, you know, it makes it a possibly a three-person job. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, like, and, you know, so I want to say thank you. You know, I'm going to turn it over to John for their parting words, and, yep. you know, we hope to, you know. All right, guys. I, I don't have much else. Um, I, I just greatly appreciate anybody listening. Um, number one, this is, a, this is kind of a, you know, a jump pad for... Uh, we talk about tech at lunch and, and just learning things new. This is like a, a nice launch pad for um, getting a lot of people into some of those, we would say, difficult to get to or, you know, tougher, lower availability um, kind of ideas. And, and we we are wanting to support and build on that. We, we want to teach that, you know, critical thinking and, and problem solving, like, attitude. So... Uh, we appreciate you guys listening and kind of, you know, honestly, sometimes we're just rambling about some things. But yeah. if anything sticks with you, like like we, we said something, you're like, what do you mean by that? I do not. I will talk your ear off for another 40 minutes about that one thing that we talked about. All you have to do is shoot us, you know, question, anything like that. I don't mind. Um, honestly, it's I'm messing with it anyway. So if you can distract me from the problems I'm already having, it's nice to step away from those and help someone for a change and then go back to my problem. It feels good. Uh, so uh, on that side or on that note, um, I, I just want to say thank you again, guys, and you know, stay tuned. We, we've got some more things coming out soon. So. All right, see you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Tech at Lunch podcast, where we hope you learn something about tech during your break or during your lunchtime. If you did, please give us a follow to prevent missing future episodes. If you have any ideas or something you want to hear or learn about, please send us a show idea to podcast at vulcanora.com. Hope you have a good rest of the day and continue learning.